Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, this is my favorite episode of the year. The final initial, final initial, those don't go together. The 53-man roster cut-down predictions. Absolutely love this episode, and I decided to step it up a little bit this year. And not only am I going to give you my projected 53-man rosters, which we've already had some cuts take place, I am going to give you a percentage on every single player on the roster that still remains on what the likelihood of them being kept is. Uh, You know, I'm kind of putting my money where my mouth is here. I love this episode. So we're going to go through who has been cut. We'll define kind of how IR, the pup, and all those things work just so you're completely clear on what that means when it happens. And then we're just going to go, it's not, we're not going to cross positions. I am going based off of percentage of confidence on who the 49ers will be keeping. Now, if you are listening to this, trying to find out how people played, the previous episode broke down the final game of the 49ers during the preseason, and we're going to have a bunch more coming your way soon, breaking down, looking forward, reactions, all that stuff, Tampa Bay week one. It's going to be great. So make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't. Just type in 49ers Rush Podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. I am your host. John Chapman. So, man, let's do this. Let's jump right into there. There's already been a lot of cuts, and probably the first cut was the most shocking. Sam Young, veteran offensive tackle that we brought over, kind of plug and play after Sean Coleman went down, and he got cut. I had him at about a 30% chance, but you'll see this happen a lot of times with NFL teams. They will cut the older veteran players first uh, just to kind of give them a step up into the game of, you know, kind of getting out there and trying to work to get picked up with a team. But Sam Young is gone. Tyree Mayfield is gone, the kind of tight end slash fullback. Jay Broomley, he joined us very, very late defensive uh, lineman. He played pretty well, got some sacks, some quarterback hits. He is gone. Dante Johnson. Oh, man going to catch some flack on this one i i didn't i was pretty upset when they signed him i wanted him gone i don't want to know his name anymore i just feel like once somebody hurts you so much (laughs) and i know that he played very well in the preseason i don't have room for dante johnson in my life anymore i hope that he lands somewhere but um i'm yes i'm very happy about that i shouldn't be happy when players get cut but whenever i saw this one i kind of smiled no lie Wesley Johnson, interior offensive lineman. You know, it's interesting. I had him in my initial 53-man roster before training camp happened, uh, right after OTAs. If you want to talk about somebody who has had the worst training camp in preseason, it's it's Wesley Johnson. His snaps decreased week by week by week, and you just saw him move down the depth chart. Yeah, I think that he really had a chance, but I don't really know what happened. 
but it just got really bad. So Jordan Holland is gone. Quentin Rollins, one of the cornerbacks that we brought in super late, and also Chris Campbell. So we have eight cut. Um, we have 28 more to go, which is a lot of transactions. Now, it's interesting because you can create that 28 number by doing more than just cutting or waving a player. So, um, and it, here's kind of how this goes because the IR position is key for us. Okay. Now, there's two separate IRs, really three. There's IR in the preseason. So, if you get put on IR before the cutdown date, which the cutdown date is four o'clock Saturday, Eastern time zone. So if you get put on IR before that, so for example, example we already have Sean Coleman, that is there. We already have Contavious Street, they are both on that. Neither one of those two players are allowed to be uh, designated to return. They cannot play this year for the 49ers. Now, there is a caveat. If the team decides to give that player an injury settlement, uh, you can cut them. And what will happen is they get a little bit more cash up front. But the reason why the players want to do this injury settlement is let's say they get healthy earlier and they could actually compete for another team. They can go try out and be, be put on an active roster by another team. However, with the 49ers, Contavious Street and Sean Coleman cannot play one snap this year. Now, why would the 49ers keep these players? Because we retain their rights for next year. So if we keep them, we're paying them each week. However, we have them for next year. So if you jump into the 2020 offseason, those two players, as of now, are still going to be 49ers. They will be um, ours. We'll have the rights to those players. Now, the IR spot after the 53-man, and now this brings us into the discussion of Jarek McKinnon because news is already coming out that Jarek McKinnon is going to be placed on the injured reserve list. Now, nothing has been said if they're going to do that tomorrow before the cutdown or tomorrow after the cutdown. And it seems like the front office is done for the day. You know, I'm, The whole time I'm recording this, I am just hitting <laughs> refresh on the news just in case something pops up. But it seems like the 49ers seem to be rather done with what's going on. So... The IR spot for Jarek McKinnon is gigantic because he should be put on the IR after the 53-man roster because he's probably going to be able to play this year. Now, the issue is this. If we do that, we are losing a position somewhere else. Okay, And so this is kind of where it gets really, really weird. And I personally, I don't think that we need to keep him. I think that you can't cut him because his salary is fully guaranteed. So, like, for the people that are like, oh, just cut them and walk away. One, you get absolutely nothing, okay? You get nothing because, again, it's it's fully guaranteed money. So, if you cut them, you don't gain a penny and you lose your rights to him next year. What if he gets fully recovered? Um, he's ready to go. I know that's a huge if, but what the franchise has absolutely nothing to gain in cutting him financially or playing time-wise, whatever. As of right now, he's basically just a guy that you just set on the IR, you forget about him until the 2020 offseason, then he's back again, and we start all back over. So cutting is not an option. So it's either IR all year round, or we put him on the roster, and we're going to cut somebody. Okay, Now, it, you could sit there and say, well, if we put him on our initial 53 – 
That means we'd cut Jeff Wilson or a wide receiver or something along those lines, and then you'd have to move him to IR and then pick somebody up on waivers. It kind of doesn't work that way either because whoever you don't get to just pick up whoever it is you were going to cut. Let's just say for you wanted to cut uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., right? So you cut Jeff Wilson, you put... Jarek McKinnon on your initial 53-man roster. Then you move him to IR, Jarek McKinnon. Then you try to claim Jeff Wilson Jr. back. That's not going to happen. So he will be claimed by somebody. He could be a practice squad, and that's the thing. These guys have to clear through waivers. You can't put them on your practice squad um, after you waive them. You have to allow the entire NFL to put in their waiver slash cut claims, whatever, and then if they pass through all of that, then you can sign 10 people back to your practice squad, okay? So, and also there's a huge difference between veterans and kind of newer players because if a veteran is cut more than three seasons accrued roster, meaning you've been on an active roster at least six games in a year, that's one accrued season. If you have three of those, you are not waived. You are cut, which means you are free to go negotiate on your own with whichever NFL team that you want. If you are three years or less, you are waived. And then we follow the waiver claim order, which follows for the first week, the draft order. So it's going to go Arizona Cardinals 1, San Francisco 49ers 2, so on and so on. So we get the second place bid for whichever player in the NFL that gets waived. Now the problem is both the Cardinals and the 49ers are going to be going after offensive tackles. And if you're keeping up with what's going on in the NFL today, it's a whole bunch of trades for 5th, 6th, 7th round picks. There was one trade for a quarterback that exchanged 2022 20, 7th rounders. So there's lots of willing and dealing going on, but as far as the front office goes today, it seems like they are done. So I want Jarek McKinnon placed on season-long IR just so we can keep that extra extra roster spot which we need because there's lots of injuries whenever we come to week one so um now real quick before i jump over to the percentages we do have one person that is a puplets candidate and only one person that's garrick Selleck. because to be put on the pup you have to be on the pup reserve lift list for the entire um preseason uh, we only have one player that qualifies for that, and that's Garrick Selleck. So Jarek McKinnon can't because he was activated for one day. Sean Coleman can't because he was active for a while. Contavious Street can't because he was active for a while. Garrick Selleck with his backslash concussion, it's just a back issue. The concussion has basically been waived. But the NFL protocol rules say um, if you have a concussion plus any other injury until you're cleared from all injuries, you can't be cleared from any injury. So it's a back issue, um, and Kyle Shanahan said early on that he is a pup list candidate for the season, which means he would be out the first six weeks minimum. My guess is Garrett Selleck never plays again, but he will be put on the pup just so he can continue to collect a paycheck. A 49er is going to reward a guy like that. He has been absolutely incredible. So let's keep looking. And, and that's the thing. Um, you know, we got all these guys on IR now that kind of doesn't really free up spots, but they're guys that we get to keep for the future. We have rights to them. So let's jump right into the percentages. And before I do that, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor, my bookie. I wouldn't be telling you about these guys if I didn't bet with them. Um, I have bet with them for years. It's easy to get money in. It's easy to get money out. It is very, very quick. If you have any questions, um, they're very easy to get a hold of. Their community, uh, or sorry, th their contact support and customer support is A1. No issues whatsoever. And you can bet on absolutely everything. 
Uh, football season's the only thing that I actually put money on in the draft. Um, and again, I bet with my bookie. I, so I'm telling you this. I love this site. I use this site. You can trust this site. It is legit. Now, did you know that you can bet on games even after the kickoff? It's not like you just bet on it and then it's done. Absolutely not. If things aren't going your way or if you just have like a special feeling about a team that's really good at playing catch-up in the second half, you can bet just on that. You want to bet on player props. You want to bet on offensive rookie of the year. All those types of things. Anything that you want to bet on, on my bookie, it is going to be there. And if you're the type of person that doesn't want to bet a lot of money and you want the high-stakes stuff, guess what? For very small amounts of money, you can do what's called parlay betting. Uh, strongly recommend you look into like YouTube videos and some uh, how this kind of works. But what you'll do is you'll bet a little bit and you'll bet a basically multiply your picks across several different games. So, and this is the great thing. So if you hit on all those different picks, it multiplies your winnings each time that happens. It's a parlay bet. You can win a whole bunch and betting a little. So there's lots of options out there at my bookie. What you got to do, you go to mybookie.ag today, or I'm going to put the link on the bottom of this description. Click on that. Use the promo code 49ers, 49ERS, and they're going to match your initial deposit if you don't have an account. But you got to use that promo code 49ers, match your initial deposit, get twice the betting power for whatever it is you want to get started, and just have some fun. So again, uh, mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, or wherever you're listening to this podcast, just scroll down to the description, click on that link, it'll take you right there and fill it all out for you. And that's the thing. The coolest thing about this site, you click on that link, get started, you can be betting within three minutes. Uh, the process is super, super quick and super, super short. So head over to my bookie promo code 49ers. All right, here we go. So I am breaking up the tiers here based on percentages. So I have my locks or the guys that are 100% likely to make the roster. I have 22 total. So there's 22 guys that I see, and in no particular order, all these are 100% locks. I don't care what happens. I will not be wrong about any of these. Uh, 22 total, 9 offense, 11 defense, and 2 special team players. So here we go. Let's jump in. I don't want to spend a lot of time debating these guys because we'll have a lot of time to talk about them later on in the year. Jimmy Garoppolo, 100%. George Kittle, 100% best tight in the game. Mike McGlinchey, 100%. Joe Staley, 100%. Our two running backs, Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, both 100%. Kyle Juszczyk, 100%. Two rookie wide receivers, Debo, 100%. Jalen Hurd, 100%. Now, I got to pause it right there. That's the end of the offensive locks, and you're going to notice some names are missing there, and I'll explain that in a second. Jalen Hurd's back issue seems to be a bigger deal. My guess is he will be put on the active 53 and will not be an IR to return candidate. He's just going to be active. Uh, they'll put him inactive week one, but not on IR. They're just going to basically be a scratch because of his health. They're coming out saying he's probably not going to play week one. Now, here is the issue. If this injury does linger, he could be an IR to return. But the problem is our other slot receiver, Trent Taylor, who is going to make this roster, also won't be available week one. So the chance that Jalen Hurd had to be the week one starter, unfortunately, is not going to come to fruition. Um, really, really upset about that. 
but uh, there is a small percentage chance he's going to be on the 53-man roster no matter what, but there is a small chance he gets put on IR. I'd say maybe 20%. Uh, backs are weird. you got to be careful with that. But um, hopefully he'll just miss a couple weeks and be back by week three or at worst after the bye week. Now, defensively, the 100% locked defensive players, Nick Bosa, 100%. Defoe, 100%. DeFord, 100%. Eric Armstead, 100%. People like to bring up that we could trade this guy, but we picked up his fifth-year option. That's over $9 million, guaranteed. You cut him. You don't get a penny of that back. So could he be traded? Yes, but Eric Armstead is an absolute lock just based on finances alone, not to mention one of the better run defender players in the NFL last year on the edge position. Uh, He is a lock. Linebackers, Fred Warner, 100%. Quan Alexander, 100%. Secondary, Sherman Akello Witherspoon, 100%. Safeties, Tarvarius Moore, Jimmy Ward, Tart, 100% all of them. And all those guys are sticking around. Again, if you hear you know, Jimmy Ward and you kind of throw up in the back of your mouth, pay attention to the contract. We get absolutely nothing by cutting him. He is not going anywhere. The versatility is there, whatever. Those guys are staying. And then our two special teamers, Robbie Gold and Mitch Wisnowski, both 100%. So those are our 22 locks, 9 offense, 11 defense, 2 special team. Now let's get into the fun stuff. All right, this next group is my 95 percenters. These are the guys I wanted to put in as locks, but there's just that little naggy thing, the little thing stuck in the back of your teeth, and you just can't quite figure it out. Maybe something could possibly be weird. Now I do think every single one of these players is going to make the team as I said but I have seven guys in this 95% category four offense three defense one special team so Dante Pettis 95% sure he makes this roster you know Kyle Shanahan came out and talked about why he's so hard on him and he's only hard on the players that he believes can be great and all that stuff but it is a little weird so I did I I put him in the 100% then I bumped him down then I put him in it then I bumped him down so I'm gonna leave him here because again I can't There's just something in the back of my head that just says, man, why is it so weird right now? Uh, I love Dante Pettis. I'm on Team Dante. He's going to make the roster. He's going to be the starter, but there is just something a little weird there. Lakin Tomlinson, 95%. Again, um, love his uh, the way he played last year, but there's always just something that is there. Western Richburg, 95%. You know, he came back and seems like he's going to be good to go, but that injury is super scary. That contract is pretty big. Something to keep an eye on. Mike Pearson, person, he's 95%. Love this guy. Love what he brings to the table, but again, uh, just he I don't want to put him in that 100% lock category. He's, these are starters on our team. But you never know. Solomon Thomas, 95%, should stay. I don't think he's going to go anywhere, but I wouldn't be shocked if there was some weird thing there. Drake Greenlaw, the only reason why I put him on here, I again, 95%, I'm, I'm saying there's just a little wiggle room, is the depth behind him is impressive. I do believe Drake Greenlaw will be a player on this team. He does miss way too many tackles, but whatever. Jason Verrett, 95%. Should be a starter, in my opinion, on this defense, but the injuries are such a big deal. And then Colin Holba, our long snapper. What's up, big dog? So this is going to bring our total now to 30. So uh, that means... 
We got 23 spots left, and these are the guys I want to spend most of my time talking about today. Let's get into the last kind of shoe wins, but something could be weird. This is my 90% group. So again, you know, just because you haven't heard somebody, I guarantee you, I can't wait to read in the comments. And that's okay. I don't mind these comments. It's just, it's comical to me. Man, who said we're not going to, Raheem Mostert's not a lock. I'm not saying he's he's not a lock. I'm saying he's 90% going to make the roster. Those are great odds. So, uh, Nick Mullins, 90%. He's going to be on the roster. There's no doubt that he made um, the 53-man roster. He is the backup quarterback. I've been saying that since day one. Raheem Mostert, 90%. Trent Taylor, 90%. Uh, the guy had the best training camp, but then he had the hairline fracture in his foot. Uh, that's kind of the issue there. Marquise Goodwin, 90%. I don't care about the Olympics, all those things. This guy's starting the very first play, uh, week one. Marquise Goodwin. Dante Pettis, those are going to be your two starting wide receivers, and it's just all there is to it. If you disagree with that, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, ben Garland, who I have up in this category here, backs up the entire interior offensive line, 90%. That brings us to 35. We are inching closer and closer. Next up, I got four guys, and you can tell the percentages are dropping. I'm now in my 75% confidence, and it's just it's fading quick, boys. <laughs> um, right off the bat, Roz Dwelly. I almost put him in the 90 category, but I'm saying 75%. He is the tight end, too. You know, he didn't play in the fourth preseason game, which I thought was shocking. And when asked about it, Kyle Shanahan said he has shown us enough. He is going to be that guy. DJ Jones came out and balled out after that injury. I got a little shaky there for a little while. But DJ Jones, he balled out. He showed he is the team's best nose tackle s guy ish guy. We don't really have a true nose tackle in our our defense, but he is kind of that one technique or the shade. Uh, Ronald Blair, again, versatility is everything. He can play all four spots and offers pass rushing upside, and just seems to be a coaching slash front office favorite. So Ronald Blair, seventy five percent. This next one was rough. I've bounced this one around. But I am a firm believer in the way this kid plays. Kawan Williams. A lot of people are leaving him off their initial projections. I'm not. I'm telling you right now, if, if Kawan Williams was healthy, he started over Jimmy Ward last year when they were healthy. Kawan Williams was the best secondary player we had last year over Richard Sherman. And that's according to Pro Football Focus, film, whatever you want to look at. Kwan Williams is a baller, he's cheap, and he's a hell of a teammate. Kwan Williams is going to make this roster. Now, this is going to be that one pick that's going to come back and bite me in my butt, but I believe in betting on my guys. I believe in betting on high-character guys, and the contract is beyond team-friendly. So I'm planting my flag. Kwan Williams, even with the injury, he is going to make this team. Worst case scenario is IR with a designation to return. but um, So he would make the 53-man, then be put on there. But he is going to be on this 53-man roster. So that's four more guys. We're up to 39. We're getting closer. We got two tiers left before we get to the guys that miss out. This next group, I'm saying 60%. And some of them could take the job from some of the other ones. But I, I think that there is a way. To keep all of these next guys, I got seven guys, and this is going to bring us to 46 total overall. Richie James and Kendrick Bourne, I have as identical odds, 60%. And here's the reason why. They both offer something the other guys do not. Richie James, one, he can play all of the wide receiver positions. He is dynamite 
on special teams, punt returner and kickoff returner. Um, and because the injuries to Jalen Hurd and to Trent Taylor, he is a guy that could possibly be starter on play one, the very first three wide receiver set. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Now, Kendrick Bourne, he's a little bit different, but again, continues to offer something that nobody else does. He is probably our number one red zone threat wide receiver. Yeah, he's had drops, but again, Kyle Shanahan shut that down pretty damn quick in the in the press conference saying, I think he has the best, better hands on the team. So there is a way to keep both of those guys, and a large part of that is because of the injuries. If Jalen Hurd and Trent Taylor were not injured, I, I've been saying forever, I don't think we keep both of these guys. I really, really don't. But because of those two injuries, you've got to bring more than four wide receivers on your active roster. So if, if you're just doing you know, your six wide receivers that everybody's been saying, oh, we're just going to keep six, we're just going to keep six, we're just going to keep six, well, guess what? You just lost two. So now what are you going to do? Trent Taylor, Jalen Hurd are out. You cannot go into a game with just Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin, Debo Samuel, and one of these guys. You know, Richie James or Kendrick Bourne. You know, that would bring us that number. You have to carry seven now. And we're still going to be tied at the wide receiver position, even if we do carry seven, because only five are going to be active. You usually want six. So that's going to be interesting. Now, we we do have guys like Kyle Juszczyk, Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, um, Roz Dwelly. Uh, we, so we can figure this stuff out to flex out those positions. But five wide receivers is a must in the NFL to be active. Uh, that's a bare minimum. So that's why I think both of these players can make it. Uh, our tight end, Caden Smith, I do have him winning out the third tight end position over Levine Toilolo. Um Levine didn't show up very well in big moments during the preseason, which seems somewhat antithetical, like where I'm speaking against myself. But I think you go with youth and upside here. He has proven to be a little bit better of a pass-catching threat than Levine. He needs to work on his blocking for sure. And then another guy I'm hanging my hat on, these next, man, three guys, Julian Taylor. You know, I put out a poll on Twitter, and I said, man, am I crazy for thinking that this guy is a lock, Julian Taylor. And, you know, my three options on there were, yeah, you are crazy. No, <laughs> he's got to make the team, and it's about 50-50. And so, you know, after I put that out there, here's the funny thing. The responses were great. You know, 274 of you guys voted. It was a quick poll. Um, 56% said still 50-50. 29% said he is a lock. And 15 said I'm crazy, which I just want to say thank you. Uh, I showed that poll to my wife, and I said, see, the majority of my listeners slash followers on Twitter think I am somewhat sane. I will take 85% uh, sane any day. Those are good odds in my book. So I believe Julian Taylor's upside is beyond almost all of those interior D linemen guys. Once we get out of the top tier, uh, I love Julian Taylor. I believe in him. Elijah Lee, 60%. I think that he starts that same position week one. I really, really do. Uh, the speed and the ceiling is higher than almost everybody else besides Dre Greenlaw, but Drake Greenlaw continues to show uh, he's he's a liability a little bit in pass coverage, and he misses tackles. I think eventually, perhaps after the bye week, Drake Greenlaw is going to be the guy. But Elijah Lee has proved he can play now, and he can play well. So I, I think Elijah Lee would be one of those contenders to start right off the bat. Um, I really, really like him. Emmanuel Mosley, holy cow, love this guy. Uh, him and DJ Reed, I'm putting both at 60%. I don't know if there's a way to keep both. Uh, 
and there's a possibility we could do it, but man, I think the coaching staff would pick DJ Reed first because of the versatility. I personally, dude, I love mostly. I, I really, really do. Um, you know, I think Jimmy Ward's going to start that slot corner role week one. I, I do, but in dime packages, who would you rather have out there, mostly or DJ Reed? I'm saying mostly. Uh, I'm, I'm just telling you that's what I would choose right now. But I have both those guys at 60%, and that brings us to 46, as I said. And now here it is, the last seven to make the roster. And again, I think that these guys would be the inactives because um, you can only dress you know, the 47 guys. So here we go. I got CJ making it. I'm going to believe Kyle Shanahan. I don't think there's anybody that would trade for this guy right now. But let's say you want to keep all three. You're not sure about injuries, whatever. O-line has some question marks. CJ Beathard, 50%. Jordan Matthews, again, we're keeping eight wide receivers. Are you insane? This is stupid. I know. However, Jordan Matthews offers so much upside whenever you have two wide receivers that are out already and we can use them. He plays on special teams. And man, part of me just says he paid all of that money to get his number switched to guarantee he would have his number. And man, I don't want that to happen and then get cut. That's rough. Offensive line help, Daniel Brunskill, 50%. I don't like him. I'm going to be honest. But he can play every single offensive position. And the weird thing is, this is the biggest weakness of this team. He would be our swing tackle going into week one. So we're talking like, oh my gosh. Again, I do believe we will claim an offensive tackle. But we are going into this saying, hey, Brunskill's going to be our guy. We'll see what happens. Sheldon Day, I got 50%. I think there's a decent chance he is traded or let go. But um, I'm not as high on the Sheldon Day bandwagon as everybody else is. I prefer Julian Taylor personally. And so if you're going to keep DJ Reed and Julian Taylor, that makes Sheldon Day somewhat, I guess, expensable. But it's kind of dispensable is the right word. Thank you there uh, for, for the help. I heard you guys haven't even pressed publish yet. Demontre Moore, 50%. This guy, he needs to be out there. And especially if Nick Bosa is not going to be active week one, which I do not think that he will, I want Demontre Moore out there as the defensive end, opposite of D Ford on pass rushing situation. The dude balled out, defensive MVP all through the preseason, gets to the quarterback. Let's see what this guy can do. And my last two spots, Aziz Al-Shahar, 50%. Love the way this guy plays. Love his attitude, his energy. I guarantee you the coaches love this guy. He'll be a special teamer and kind of back up people. And then Marcel Harris. I don't know how I did it. I don't know why I did it. But part of me says they're going to keep him. We got to have a little bit more safety depth. I personally don't want him there, but it's what it is. For some reason, they're going to keep him around. That brings us to 53. So... We got our 53-man roster, but we got a lot of other guys here that have an opportunity, and I want to give their percentages as well because they somebody on this list is going to make it. Right off the bat, Jeff Wilson Jr., 30%. I wish we could keep him. I do. But with Mostert, Breida, Coleman, and Juice all healthy, um, you do not need more running backs than that. I want Jeff Wilson. I really, really do. But whenever I keep going back to the numbers, if we kept Jeff Wilson, who's going to be inactive um, until one of the other running backs gets hurt, who are you going to bump? Marcel Harris? Uh, now <laughs> our starting 
slot corner Jimmy Ward is also the backup to both safety positions. That's rough. DJ Reed could be there. Like you're just getting it skinny everywhere else. You don't need that right now. Levine Toilolo, who I talked about, thirty percent. Justin School has proven he cannot pass protect. His run blocking is great. He gets a lot of holding calls, but his pass protection is the main concern. It's he's going to the goal here. You're going to wave him. And then you're hoping to get him on the practice squad. And he put out some bad film. So we'll see what happens there. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets kept, but personally I'd wave him. Joshua Garnett, he came back, but again, he, he got injured whenever he was playing in this game. He just cannot stay healthy. Um, you know, 30% chance, but uh, he's out there. Najee Torin, 30%. I just don't think he has it. The versatility is there, but I'm going to say no. Kevin Givens, I know a lot of people love, but it's such a position of strength. For us, I, I just don't think that he makes it. Now we're down to, to the 10% guys, and I'm going to go through these names quick. Austin Walter, Chris Thompson, Kyle Nelson, Andrew Lauderdale, Dylan Day, 10%, 10%, 10%. And I got two 1% guys, Wilson Spate. I don't even think we keep him on the practice squad personally. He has looked absolutely abysmal. And Daniel Helm. So that takes us through everybody. I'm pretty sure there's a few other guys that I just don't consider even have merit whatsoever, but that's what we got, man. Um, please let me know who you think I am wrong on. I love arguing. I love debates. Don't try to protect my feelings. Let me have it. It's okay. I've been married a long time. I've been through some things, guys. Um, so please let me know. And again, if you haven't already, head over to my bookie, promo code 49ers. Love you guys. We'll be back very, very soon once the initial 53 is out. And we'll react, kind of talk through what we got and the waiver claims are processed. Stay tuned. Hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast of 49ers Rush. And stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.